Hello, welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 83. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And uh, thank you for joining us today. We hope you all had a really nice Christmas. It's been a while since we did um, an episode. And uh, we, we may be faced with technical issues today. We, we don't know as these things tend to go. We just we, we don't know if, when we're going live. But if the live version doesn't work, there's always a perfectly good audio podcast you can listen to and a, uh, a separately recorded version as well. So if you're not having much luck listening or watching us today live then you can always check that out as well. Uh, we've been doing the waste... We've been away a while, haven't we, Fisher, because we've been doing the Waste of Web Space Advent Calendar. Uh, we have. We did 24 episodes of that, mirroring an Advent Calendar, and, uh, and good fun it was as well. We did all right, didn't we? We managed to smash the whole 24 days. Uh, did well between us. A couple of appearances from my daughter, Ada, of course. Um, she she rocked up a couple of times. Don't worry, Fisher. I do Web Space podcast. Thank you. I need to get to re-record that now because she'd be a lot better at it. I think she's a lot better at that because that was recorded what six, nine months ago. Something like that, yeah. Um, should, before we before we go on and talk about what we did at Christmas and everything, shall we introduce the episode title? Because I know it's been a while since we uh, recorded one of these. We'll probably get out of the uh, the routine a little bit, haven't we? Um, so we always have a little song, don't we, to start off the episode? Something normally quite topical, maybe the things that are going on in the news. Obviously, it's been a year of pretty much one or a couple of news stories, and that's about it. But anyway, are you ready for our, our title of our episode, Fisher? Yeah, come on then, Jimbo. Let's hear it. It's called, so you know the Green Day song, Good Riddance? Yep. It's that. Good Riddance, 2020, worst time of our lives. You ready? Here we go. Well, 2020's done and what a load of shite. Cancelled holidays, we've all been stuck inside. Disposable masks, COVID tests, and Cummings lies. What day is it? Cause I've lost all track of time. It was something unpredictable, but the end's in sight. The vaccine's here to save all our lives. We clapped the NHS, donated to Captain Tom Boris told us things been normal before long But now we're here, locked down in our tier four We've had enough and we cannot take much more It was something unpredictable But the end's in sight The vaccine's here to save all our lives So there you go, Good Riddance 2020, um, which will be pretty I'm, much uh, the I'm theme of this uh, of this podcast, won't it? It will. I'm still older now. I hope it might be quite a good year. You never know what's... You know, it's not over until it's over, Jimbo. What, in the next, uh, what, day and a half? Yeah, something amazing could happen. <laughs> well, something kind of has. I suppose we'll talk about that when we get to the news and so on. Anyway, how, how was... Do you, I think it's time, in that case then, to speak to each other about... How we both are, so it's time for breaking news. How was your Christmas, Fisher? It was very good, thank you. It was very different, very unusual this year, obviously. Um, didn't really get to see much of my family, but that's that's the sacrifices we have to make this year. 
Um, how about yours? Yeah, I didn't sacrifice any family. I, I kept them all, all, all their heads intact and everything like that. Uh, no, but yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, it was a bit of a funny one, wasn't it? Did you get any nice gifts or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I got I got, uh, I got some new new clothing, which is quite nice. Um, various presents. Got a new microphone for podcasting. Uh, I got something that I'm going to use as my show and tell item. Um, I, I enjoy buying gifts for people. Um, I got my wife a new bag and a belt. Uh, she was quite impressed. The vacuum cleaner now works brilliantly. So that's great. Um, <laughs> so how about yourself? Um, well, like I say, I mean, I mentioned this in the advent calendar videos, but I always get lots of like smelly things like deodorants and mm-hmm. aftershaves. It's it's always, you know, really disappointing. It stinks really that that's all people. I'm joking, of course. <laughs> uh, no, but I got, a, I did get a, a book, um, really interesting book. I'm quite into my science and so on. And I got a book about mm-hmm. anti-gravity. Um, I can't put it down. Um, really, really good. Um, but anyway, yeah, so it's been okay. Nice to spend a lot of time with Adrian and everything like that as well. Um, so... Cool. With that in mind, we, you know, and also, oh, I, I bought myself a present. Now, I tend to get myself a present every year to treat myself. Uh, and then I normally mm-hmm. ask for people to give me money so I can pay for it. <laughs> the Christmas spirit. Uh, and I've got myself a beer fridge. So I've got my own fridge oh, with okay. beers in it. And I weren't going to have a beer today because it's we're doing an early morning recording, aren't we? Um, but I decided yeah. to revert and get myself a beer. So is it time for beers and uh, clearly coffees as well? Have you got a mocha there, Fisher? Sorry, yeah. It's a mock- yeah, funnily enough, just before we, uh, we'd we agreed that we weren't going to have a beer on this podcast, it's quite early in the morning, um, you said you've got to go swimming shortly, uh, I need to nip out to the shops and lots of the stuff, um, so I said I'll, I'll go run downstairs, get myself a coffee, get myself a nice mocha um, via the Dolce Gusto machine that we've got, other machines are available, you can get an espresso or um, or those Tassimo ones or whatever, but we've got a Dolce Gusto machine, it's quite nice, so we'll not have a beer, uh, we're just about to hit record, Jimbo says, oh yeah, I thought I'll have a beer by the way. I've made a mocha of you. Um, so my mine then is in uh, uh, out of my new beer fridge. I have got an American beauty. Um, yeah, but Jim, what are you having to drink? Sorry, <laughs> an American Blondale um, from the yeah. Trek Company Brewery, which I think is not in England. It is in Poland. <laughs> okay. Would you be surprised about that? Uh, but it's in Poland. An American beauty beer from Poland. Um, it's very nice actually. It's the second one of these I had because in the beer pack that I got delivered, um, I had a wheat beer and a couple of other beers I'm not going to be that keen on. So I swapped them with my dad who had the, a similar, the same delivery as I did. So I managed to get another one of these, which I really oh, like. Yeah. So second time I've had this American Blonde. Um, it's a 5% and I'm going swimming after this. So this is the only one I will have. Cheers. Are we moving on? Cheers. Yeah, well, um, I don't know if we want to kind of just say that. Obviously, this is going to be our last podcast of the year. It is. Uh, we've done th- 33 episodes this year, all videoed and audioed. Um, and I think, I-, I was doing a bit of calculations beforehand. Um, and our-, our average episode length is about 80, 80, 90 minutes. Let's call it 80 minutes, just for the sake of um, being prudent on stuff. Uh, 80 minutes, 100, uh, 33 episodes, um, at 80 minutes long. Hang on. 33 times 80 that is 2,640 minutes. So that ends up as being one day and 20 hours of podcasting that we've done, at least one day and 20 hours of podcasting this year alone. Um, so, which I think if you, if you boil it down, that's more than half a percent of the year that we've spent for our entire year has been sat in front of our screens doing podcasting. We've probably spent another half percent sort of doing, you know, saying testing, testing. Sorry, Jimbo, is this working? Is it coming through? <laughs> is, it, is it working all right? We've probably spent about half percent of the year doing that as well, uh, particularly as we have to do our remote things. Um, you know, I'm not sure what you spent the rest of the year doing. You know, probably thirty percent, 
Um, spent the year maybe sleeping, something like that. And then probably, you know, another, what, 69% sort of claiming to work from home, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but yeah, we, we spent over, sorry, 65% claiming to work from home, 4% actually working from home, maybe. Who knows? Um, so yeah, we've spent over over half a percent of the year just sat in front of the podcast, which I think is a remarkable achievement. So well done, Jimbo. And well, well done, even Jimbo. when we're sleeping, we're dreaming up our next ideas, aren't we, in our next quizzes and things like that? We are. I mean, the fella, do you know the fella, did you ever do that pub quiz on YouTube? There was a fella who used to broadcast a pub quiz on a Thursday night during lockdown. I think he was from Burnley or something like that. Yeah. Um, he got an OB, he got an OB in the Queen's um, birthday on his list. Did he? It was announced like in September or October. He got given an OB for doing a pub quiz on a Thursday night. And he, he was, he was, he was a nice bloke and everything, but he just seemed to be a bit all over the place. You know, he was kind of. Um, <laughs> hey, it's not his, easy. His presentation wasn't that. When good. when it comes to the technicals, it's not easy. It's not, I mean, you know, the internet and things like that. You, it, you know, did it can be it can be difficult. And he was doing it to to well a couple of million. I'm, I imagine. Uh, in the end, yeah, I think it started out like the next to no one. All of a sudden, it got like, caught on a little bit and uh, became quite popular. But there yeah. we go. Right. But we, we we've not got any honours, have we? What a disgrace! No. Just, just the honour of of our three listeners or so, which is which is plenty for me because we haven't got that many people to please, have we? I tell you what, it's better to, it's better to be a few people's favourite podcast than a lot of people's second favourite podcast, isn't that right, Jimbo? Exactly. Although ideally it would be a few more people's favourite podcast. <laughs> so Fisher, it's your show and tell item. Uh, I had to because it's mm. like a month ago since we did an episode. Uh, I had to kind of cast my mind back and work out whose whose turn it was, and it's, it's your turn. So have you it's got lots? Of, have you got lots of things for Christmas that you're going to be able to use over the next year or so? Um, probably not. Not quite so much with the story behind it, but this 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 I get this present every year. Um, it's this. It's the official England. Uh, cricket team's calendar for the year. Now, obviously, I don't, I don't get this one every year. I don't get the 2021 every no, year. No, you normally get the one. You, norm, you normally get the. You normally get them. Uh, the one of them naked and uh, you know posing yeah. and things like that, don't you? You got the actual cricket yeah. one this time. I would say I get the England women's one, but they don't produce one. So yeah. As far as my let life. me let me go and get my Hollyoaks babes calendar. One second, now I'm joking. Okay. Do they even do that anymore? Is that appropriate? Um, I don't know. It's probably. It's probably. Probably not allowed anymore, you know. Quite right yourself, <laughs> I would say. What's happened to Specifically, the world? I'm using this calendar. Um so do you do you know who this person is? Let's have in a look. Calendar? Um I don't know. I mean I'm, can I just name a cricketer who I think I know who I think I know the name yeah, of. Yeah, go on name a cricketer you think you know. Ben Stokes. It's not Ben Stokes. Ben Ben Stokes is uh, Ben Stokes is in this calendar, but I think he's a bit earlier on. Ben Stokes is I'm looking terrible um, to all the cricket fans now, aren't I? But Ben Stokes is in May. This person's in November. And this gentleman is uh, someone called James Anderson. I don't know if you've heard of him. The pride of Burnley. Um, he. It's not him who's uh, done the pub quizzes, is it? Old. Uh, no, it's not pub quiz. No, it's not pub quiz. Um, he's 38 years old. He, this year, became the first seam bowler in Test match history to take 600 wickets in his career. Um, a, a fantastic achievement and testament to not only his skill as a bowler, but also his fitness and ability to still keep playing at the age of 38 years old. Um Really does get better with age. A fantastic cricket player and a true inspiration to so many people. James Anderson, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but what I want to know is, what happened the first time I met James Anderson in 2006? Was it, firstly, that I met James Anderson in a pub at Loughborough and whilst carrying some pints of beer, tripped and spilt some beer on his shoes? Or secondly, is it that the first time that I met James Anderson I walked into my own reflection 
in a full lens mirror. <laughs> so, uh, and this would have been your first year at university, wouldn't it? That was my it was my first year at university. Yes. So you either spilt some drinks, yeah, or walked into a, into a, a reflection of yourself. Yes. Okay. And this was in a, both scenarios in a bar, obviously. No. The second scenario was in some toilets. Right, okay, fair enough. You've got a habit in, of, of meeting people in toilets, haven't you? Or using toilets as an example as to where you met people. Have I? I thought you've used this excuse in uh, in other in other show-and-tell features before. Um, well, I may have done. I may, may have just innocently bumped into someone in the toilets. I don't know. Yeah. Spent a lot of time in toilets? No, not particularly. No, no more so than anyone else. <laughs> uh, I do, I do, re- I do recall on the commentary of an, an old episode of the Fish Tank years ago that I once mentioned the time when I was speaking to one in the toilets who claimed to have met Alexander Litvinenko, the uh, Russian spy who was who was poisoned a number of years ago. Right. Well, that, that that story got nothing to do with this. I think, John. <laughs> okay. Um. So the first, let's go, let's break this down a little bit more. The first one, then you okay. you were getting around a beers in. Is that right? Or you were getting your own beer in? Getting my own beer in, I think you'll find. <laughs> getting around and, you, and you managed to just spill uh, your own? No, to be fair, I was actually getting two beers in. I was getting one for me and one for me, mate. And one for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was bong. Did it ever happen at... Um, was you, buy, was you buying one for your, was, you, was you buying one for your reflection who you thought was your mate and then you bumped into it? Yeah, and obviously it turned out that I've not got any mates. So <laughs> Should have been, um, been the giveaway there. Now, what was... We were sort of in a round, but it was actually... It was actually buy one get one free um, on Thursday nights. So you, you, what you used to do is instead of what you used to do, just pair up with someone else who was drinking the same and get two drinks in. They'd have one, you'd have one. And you ended up spilling your blue WKDs everywhere. Uh, it was actually, I think you'll find John Smiths. Oh right, okay, classic John Smiths. Okay, um, classic student drink. Traditional John student drink, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the John Smiths tap being used at all that year until you arrived? No, I don't think so. I think I think they have to get extra when we turned up. Um, the, 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 yeah, the John John Smiths popular drink for students. You know, uh, I'm sure the amount of PPC around on campus who've just got little white foam across <laughs> their moustache because they've been drinking John Smiths and. Then, and did... uh, yeah, but fortunately, I had a friend who also drank John Smith, so we could sort of pair up and have the bar and get free drinks. And did so? Did, is it because you saw James Anderson that you ended up spilling the drinks? Uh, no, I, I tripped and spilled. I, I didn't spill them all. It was just kind of a stumble and whoop, you jolt, but you can't really kind of put your hands out because they're full with two pints. So just a bit of it spilled out, and it landed on this gentleman's shoes. And I then sort of went like this looked up and realised that it was uh, England fast bowler James Anderson who made his debut shortly before the uh, 2003 World Cup and made his test match debut later what, on in 2003 against was, Zimbabwe. What um, was James Anderson doing there? I'm guessing he was just because he was training there or something like that. Yeah, so I think as Matt mentioned a couple of times before, uh, a lot of the England team train, uh, well, the England team are based in uh, Loughborough quite a bit during the winter, during the off-season, train at Loughborough, where the National High Performance Centre is. So it was there just in a general training thing. And, it, and it's not that uncommon for the players to sometimes go out and have a drink in a on a weekday evening, obviously not got much else to do. So And they um, chose the students' it, union. Or was it not the students' union? Was it in a different pub? Uh it was in the students' union, yeah. I mean it's it's again it's not that uncommon for them to go into the students' union bars. Not this wasn't particularly very late at night, I think to add, but um I'm and I'm sure. Of course not, not with you being out casual you, drinks. You're in bed by seven o'clock anyway, so yeah, seven o'clock in the morning. Hey, <laughs> I was a student more like. so, so the second one then, you bumped into your own reflection in a toilet, and is this because you saw James Anderson and that distracted you a little bit? A little bit, yeah. I'd, I'd also point out it was the first time I'd been in these toilets. All right, um, okay. So I'm, I'm sure, 
And, and basically, uh, I suppose all I can really say, it got a large full-length mirror yeah. um, along one side of it. And I walked into these toilets thinking, bloody hell, these toilets are massive, aren't they? <laughs> um, saw James Anderson, thought, oh, that's the side of him. Bloody hell, James Anderson, England cricketer. And then I saw another just stunningly attractive person walking towards me. I was almost overawed. Um, and I just stepped to the side to avoid this man, just to allow someone with such an incredible nat- nat- natural beauty just to walk past me. But also he stepped to the same side, would you believe it? Right. And then I walked straight into him in the mirror. Nightmare. And it turned out the room, turned out the toilets that I thought were massive were actually half the size that they actually were. And were these toilets in a bar or a student union bar? Or... Uh, no, they were in the they were in the toilets of the National Cricket Centre. Oh, right. So already I'm starting to think there's more chance of you being in the National Cricket Centre than there is um, in a bar, <laughs> in the student, in the trendy student union bar. Much more at chance of you being in the National Cricket Centre. All I will say, Jimbo, you've never seen me play cricket. <laughs> okay, I think I've made my decision. And I think because of that, um, okay. I, I'll, I'll go with that. I'm going to go with using the National Cricket Centre. Um, I think you're too, you know, like we said, I, I think I think you're too too tight to spill any any of your drink, even if it was by accident. Oh, hang on. I didn't say I didn't go and ask for a straw afterwards and um, <laughs> try and mop it all up. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the second one. You bumped into your own reflection in the National Cricket Centre toilets. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's see if you're right, and you would be. Let's see if I'm right. Correct. Well done, James Anderson. There. La- there he is with the picture on his face laughing at me as I walked into my own reflection. <laughs> and he's been laughing ever... Before meeting him for the first time. He's been laughing ever since. Yeah. Thanks for that, Fisher. No problem. Okay, so uh, on a bit of a, a time limit thing today, so I'm going to do a really sort of quick quiz for you, uh, or a little feature for you. You've got uh, at the end, the big end of year one that we do each year as well um, for me a little bit later on, so I want to make sure I've got plenty of time to cover that. Um, but I thought what I'd find out is what has been invented in the year 2020, things that might have kind of, you know, because we're living in the golden age for technology, aren't we? We really are. I mean, people probably thought that sort of 20 years ago as well, but we are living in a golden age for technology. And it's been one of those years where there's just been lots of news that, you know, all around the coronavirus and stuff. People might have missed some of the inventions that have, that have, that are, that are out there now. Maybe they're not things that are readily available to buy yet, or maybe the things that have been in, in the process have been invented over the last however many years, but now it is available to buy. But these are things that have made the news as now been available or around in the year 2020. Uh, some of them are fake. I've put some fake ones in there. There are 12 altogether. I think we've got five fake ones in there. Okay, so there's more real ones than fake ones. Uh, so are you ready? You just need to tell yeah, me if, oh, the, if, if they're real or fake. Yeah, I'm just doing the answer to the first question is the COVID vaccine. Now the second question is the COVID vaccine. Third one's the COVID vaccine as well, yeah. No, we've left the COVID vaccine out of it. Okay, number one then, the levitating light bulb. Levita- mm. Well, I was going to say what is it, but I'm assuming it's a light bulb that levitates, you know? Yeah. Including the name, really, isn't it? It levitates through magnetism. It's very du- durable and efficient. It can work 12 hours a day uh, for 11 years Will before it? it needs replacing. So it can be on for 12 hours a day for 11 years before it needs replacing, which is probably quite good for a light bulb. 
So it's not just the fact it levitates, yeah. but it's quite a, a good bit of technology in terms of being a good light bulb as well. I don't, I don't quite understand how it would levitate, but then as we lock technology, I don't understand it, so I'm going to say it's gone. It's like the mag- it's like a, it's like a mag- you know, two magnets repel each other. It's, it's kind of that type of thing, really. Yeah. Right, okay. I think, going back to my university days, I think um, I think a lot of girls I were trying to uh, <laughs> express interest in must be having magnets in the pocket then. So <laughs> I think that it must be... I think that's true. Well done. You are correct. The levitating light bulb is available. And apparently there's a couple of different versions of this, but you can get them that kind of hover off a lamp as well a little bit, which looks quite impressive. Next then, a washing machine that irons and folds clothes. You can push me for more information on something if you want anymore. Okay. So I presume this is a combi washing machine. Obviously, um, the more common one is a washer-dryer. Well, it's, washer, it, it's a wash, it, it, it obviously dries as well because it's you know, you're not going to fold yeah. wet clothes, are you? So it's a, it's a washer-dryer uh, and irons and folds your clothes. How can it iron as well? I don't understand. It, whether it means actually iron. Does I think it, it steam it? removes the, 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 uh, the, the creases from your clothes. Right, so I think it might steam it inside. I don't think it could fold it. I don't think I don't think it would be intelligent enough to do the folding. I don't know how it would do that. So I'm going to say it's it, false. It uses edge detection technology and magnetic poles that connect together to grip hold of your laundry, fold your clothes into neat piles, and deposits them in a washing machine uh, in a washing basket above the washing machine. If you're still going to want to change your mind now, but uh, there's a bit more yeah, you got quite a detailed explanation there. But I'm going I'm to stick with. I don't think I don't think we can do that yet. And you would be correct again. Yeah, well done. Completely made up that one, although it would be a great idea, wouldn't it? Solve a lot of problems. Yeah. Next then, a smart jacket. So this is a jacket with heating that you can control and heat up the different areas of the jacket. So if you want one of your pockets warming up, or if you want the back warming up or the neck. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a smart suit, um, which obviously has got a double meaning to it. Because <laughs> obviously Compared suits to your scruffy are, suit. Should be smart. Yeah. Compared um, to your compo, it... your compo suit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah the, the, the rubbish suit that looks, looks messy and horrible. So yeah, I, I got a suit a few years ago from I can't remember where I got it from. Um, said so a lot of suits nowadays. I don't really like the the way that they look. You know, I don't really like sort of style of them. I like the slightly more traditional, decent quality suits that yeah are just fairly plain. I'm not too fussed about being a football player who's going to a award ceremony kind of thing. And I bought this suit, and it caught. It said inside it was a smart suit. And looking at it, I think the only thing I can think about that really looks like it's smart is basically there's a, a bit inside it where I can shove my headphones, <laughs> so it goes through the inside pocket and comes out in the um, lower jacket pocket. Other than that, I couldn't see anything that was remotely smart related. So I think, nonetheless, the fact that anything can be called smart because it does something technology related, I believe. So you could you could easily say that someone's created the smart turd. <laughs> where you have poo and you can put some lights in it and they'll believe it. So, yeah, I'm going to say that's true, the smart jacket that you can heat. I got the smart turd for Christmas, actually. I'm only joking. <laughs> well done. Well, I'm glad you received my present. <laughs> yeah, well done. Um, so I ordered a personalised uh, reversible jacket in the Boxing Day sales, actually. Uh, can't wait to see how it turns out. Um, and also, I was hey. just going to say... I was just going to say as well that uh, some of these ideas I have made up, um, they are some of them ha- actually have been looked into to, before to see if they could actually be real. So, for example, the the washing machine that folds nine clothes. There was a company who a technology company who did start developing the idea, but they ended up running out of money and ended up folding. Um, so that was uh, that was that anyway. Obviously, missed the opportunity to do that uh, joke. 
Anyway, next then, yeah. a device that attaches to your wrist detects alcohol levels in your body odor. This triggers alert to your phone, which they can then program to only do certain things when your alcohol levels go above a certain amount. So it'll disable your contactless mm. payments um, to bars and only allows you to call taxes, takeaways, and make 999 calls. Mm. So it, you, can pro- you can program. You don't have to have those settings, but it gives you the opportunity to to do that if you are one of those type of people that goes out and kind of loses control and, and sense of what you're doing and ends up spending all your money or not getting home safely, those kind of things. Yeah, I've always thought that it would be good if you could put some kind of breathalyzer on your mobile phone or better still just on your car keys. So I think it would be great if, I, I'm surprised there is no technology as yet where to stop people drink driving, there isn't a, a device where you blow into the device and that stops you from driving the car. I mean, obviously, thing, I thing is, what all, happens you get someone else to blow into it. But. If you're that concerned about that, you know, you, you've got your mobile phone, you could simply just try, uh, you know, pick a pick a line or something like, I don't know, out of a famous book or something and try and type it into your phone after you've had a few pints. And you should then be, you know, rather than needing to be breathalyzed, you should know or not whether you, you're capable of, 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 of staying out or going home or not driving and those kind of things just by... Yeah. Typing in some sort of sentence into your phone. It's quite difficult to do when you've had too many. Yeah, it's just touch screens nowadays. Um, I think I I think that this is false, and I, I think this is basically. I think what you're doing here is basically lining up uh, potential products for advertisements in future episodes <laughs> of the Way to Best Place podcast, basically, aren't you? So I think this is false. Well done. You've got them all right so far, Fisher. Next, then, a spa treadmill. This is a treadmill in a hot tub, basically, so you can walk or run at the same time as being in, on a treadmill, and when you've done, you can just sit in it and chill out. Hmm. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Um, well, I often sit down on treadmills anyway. Um, so I don't <laughs> see what the, what the problem is. Have you seen that viral video of um, someone basically, the lo- lockdown video of someone having a treadmill, putting it on a little length of someone sitting down at the end of it and someone basically putting various sweets on the treadmill yeah. <laughs> and you've got to move your mouth across and sort of catch it as it comes off the bottom of the treadmill. Um, I think treadmills are spa with a treadmill. So is it basically like a jacuzzi type thing? Yeah. But with the treadmill on the bottom of it, yeah. Exactly that. I, I'm, temp- I'm tempted by this, but I don't know. I'd, I'd, would people want to use it? Treadmills are just to chill out. Uh, sorry, jacuzzi are just to chill out, aren't they? So I'm going to say that that is... I'm going to say it's true. You're going to say it's true and there is a spa treadmill? Yeah. Well done, for sure. I thought that one might have you, but that one is true, yeah. So if you want a spa treadmill, you can get... I think I think you do... I think I've... Although it seems like a bizarre thing, I think I've seen them in, like, rehabilitation centres and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking more about it. I know you can do the hydrotherapy where mm. you practice walking in the water and all that sort of stuff, yeah. so I'm assuming that's more where it might be might be relevant. Next then, a camera with facial recognition that you attach to your collar. When you meet someone or bump into someone, it alerts your smartwatch, 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 so you can look at your smartwatch to see who the person is. It tells you the name. It pops up on your watch. It also adds up the amount of time you spend socialising with people, organises people in certain friendship groups, and works out how much time you spend in front of a screen as well to warn you about screen time for your health and stuff. Mm, I think I think there'd be quite... Um quite a bit of pushback in terms of data protection in terms of facial recognition technology so i don't I, you shouldn't be able to use this um i suppose you'd have to get someone's face copy it say their data to, to you as being and naming that person i, I think i think potentially links to your social media so if you're friends with somebody yeah, it would basically on that, your watch yeah. it would tell you who they are based on the picture that they've got on the social media profile and stuff like that so there's there's probably a few mm. loopholes there but yeah yeah um, and obviously, people you you only know. I'm I'm guessing as well. It sounds 
But it does sound quite plausible, and as though it is the kind of thing that because I'm terrible at forgetting people's names. Um, I, 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 it is real. I, I can I, I can remember people's faces. I know where I've if I've seen someone. I will eventually be able to work out where I've seen them. It's trying to remember people's names. Look, not very good at. I, I don't want to push you, Steve, but we are short for time. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I'm going to say that I'm going to say it's true. True. Uh, and that answer is correct again. You're going for the full house here, Fisher. Yeah. Next, then, a smoke detector that stops when you shout at it. I'm just cooking. Uh, no, no, I don't think. Um... We think about it. Alexa has got. Oh, sorry, oh. I don't know that. Alexa, stop. Anyway, um, yeah. so when you shout that and you t- you know so you know voice recognition's a thing so really this is surely something that should be should should be a thing yeah no it is a thing i mean a lot of people have got alexas um so you've got your headphones on now so that's not it can't hear you for sure. um <laughs> never mind uh i i don't think i don't think that i don't think you'd be allowed to do that i think i, I think it would be very unfair on that age-old tradition of grabbing the tea towel and wafting it as much as you can in front of the smoke detector, so I'm going to say that that is false. Well done again, seven out of seven. Uh, next then, metal detecting flip-flops. So flip-flops you wear on the beach that scan the sands and bleep searching for precious metals, coins and jewellery, which are really good. Uh, it's a really good invention, but you've got to remember to take them off before you go to the airport for your flight home. Yeah. Because if you walk around with something bleeping, um, yeah, you're going to cause yeah. some trouble. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting, won't it? I'm sure I had someone, uh, someone who got a faulty metal detector who basically had gone to a beach and it kept bleeping and it kept digging down. It turned out the metal detector had been set off by the metal inside the actual metal detector. <laughs> um, I used to have one. I don't quite, know why. My, my, my dad once got us one when we were, what, about eight years old or something. And uh, we used to go out just yeah. basically on the field scanning for stuff. But it did come in useful once when my, uh, my friend's uh, sister lost a ring on the field, and my dad came down with the metal detector mm. and uh, did a big load of scanning. Didn't find anything, but uh, nice effort. <laughs> uh, so, so, sorry, bear in mind you didn't find it. At what point did it come in useful? <laughs> it came in useful for trying to find it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, metal detecting flip-flops does sound quite useful. It could, yeah, I think it could work, because you use them on a the beach quite a bit, so I'm going to say true. You've lost it, Fisher. Yeah, you got to that's number strange. eight. So yeah, you've only got seven out right now. Well, well, only it's a good, it's a good score. So yeah, that's not real. That's made up. Nine, a device that stops you snoring. This device uses a combination of audio and body detection technology sensors. So when you start to snore, it sends sort of micro signals to the brain to stop you from snoring. Got one of those devices. Actually. Come on, wife, and just shut up, will you? <laughs> it's called a peg. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, pillow. Um, <laughs> um, so, sorry, can you just uh, just read through the options again? Uh, sorry, what the, so it's a device that stops you snoring. The device uses a combination of audio and body uh, body detection technology sensors. So when you start to snore, it sends signals to the brain to stop you from snoring. I, I think that I think that's going to be true. Not sure, not sure why, but yeah, thank you. Well done. Yep, yeah, that's something that's been developed in 2020 and is uh, just about primed for release. I think next then solar roads. Solar panels that can be used to pave roads and walkways are protected by Gorilla Glass to help roads generate electricity so then they can display electric road markings or heat up the roads to melt the snow and ice. Hmm, that's an interesting idea. I think, 
I think that there's probably because you, you see road signs with solar panels above them now. I think, don't you? You do sometimes. I don't think that I don't think they would allow people to walk on top of them or drive on top of them. Well, like I said, it's seen... they're protected by Gorilla Glass to help the roads generate the you know it, 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 that's that's the protection layer of of the road. It's like a Gorilla Glass thing, which is very well, strong glass. Then, yeah, but you could just tarmac it and it'd be a lot cheaper. You would have thought. Um, <laughs> yes, as opposed but the, to trying to keeping the economies going during snow days and stuff like that. Although we can just all work from home yeah. now, clearly. Yeah, I think that I think that's false. No, it's real that one. Next then, heat snow tires, he- heated snow tires, tires that heat up and melt the snow under your uh, under your tires, snow and ice under your tires. So another ice and snow related one. And we've had a bit of that recently. Um, yeah, we had snow yesterday. Wasn't it amazing? Eh? You just looked out the window and it was snowing. Did and... you get out in it? Right. Nah. Well, I went out to the shops later. Went to the tip. Went to the tip. Oh, this is um, something. Speaking of tips and recycling, I went to the Asda the other day and the recycling oh. centre there is cordoned off. It's empty now. I know it was mm. full at one bit, but it's cordoned off with a sign saying, if you try to use this, fines will be issued. So 2020 Britain is now that recycling centres oh. are now cordoned off saying you cannot use them and you'll be fined. Yeah. Tra- There'll be more fines what? given to people trying to recycle than people going down the road and fly tipping. Uh, in a woodland. This is Britain. Yeah. This is a Britain that we live in. Well, I think uh, I think there was an issue where loads of people down there uh, had kind of just chucked rubbish there, hadn't they? It took a while to get it cleaned up. No, I think I think it's just that the bins hadn't been emptied, so the people were going with their with their paper and cardboard and were piling it up at the side. But obviously, the problem with that is when the wind mm. picks up and everything's going to go everywhere. But the yeah. problem is, surely. They need to look into think. You know what? It's Christmas coming up. People are gonna have a lot of packaging from deliveries and paper. Can mm. we do something a bit different? Can we try and be a bit more forward thinking and think? Right? Can we? Can we change the? Uh, you know, for example, can can we? I know people like to put bottles in the bottle bins as well. But can they rearrange the bin collections at, at a certain time of year to match up with what's going on at that time? Do you know what I mean? But uh, I, I believe what you can do at this time of year is actually put extra things to be collected out in your recycling. And, and general rubbish as well. You can put an extra couple of bags out. I think the slight problem is they probably don't actually bother telling people that. And yeah. It's a bit too much. Exactly. I'd say it's quite a lot of effort to go and recycle it, isn't it? You would have thought. And surely they're encouraging people to do recycling, so you shouldn't really comply when people actually do it. Exactly. But they've, they've just took but a sign up saying they're issuing fines instead, so. Yeah. i say it's fair to say that it was quite excessive at Asbury Morrison's from some of the photos I saw on Facebook. Yeah. Strangely, when I went to the tip yesterday, there was no one there. I just walked, went straight in and entered it. It wasn't a problem. Um, so it was the t- it was the t- it was the tip, wasn't it? Uh, it was it was it was quite tidy actually. <laughs> it was a tip. Yeah, it was. I donated some of my old clothes. So if you see someone walking around looking like me, then it's probably <laughs> they've got my clothing gone. To be fair, I think this t-shirt is probably going to go to them as well. Yeah, what is on your t-shirt? Before. It's it's the Who. Oh, it's the Who. Uh, okay. I think I, I think that's Pete Townsend yeah. um, playing his guitar quite excessively, um, and it's just just an old t-shirt that I found in the cupboard that I thought I'll. I'll stick on um, before I get rid of it. Okay. Uh, so heated tires. No, I don't. Oh, heated tires. No, I think that's false. Heated tires. Yep. Well done. Not a thing as of yet. Uh, number twelve. A robot that cleans your bed. So it's like a robot that basically disinfects things for you. But the the the, the it, doing your bed is one of the things that you see. So it kind of like a bit like one of those hoovers that you see that kind of comes out and rolls around your house and then goes back mm-hmm. to its place it's like one of those but it goes onto your bed and and goes any any over mm-hmm. sort of soft furnishings and disinfects them and yeah. stuff gets rid of any of the uh any of the bacteria or anything like that 
Hmm. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm just hearing that. Sorry, Donald Trump has just ordered one um, <laughs> just to make sure that he's okay and doesn't catch coronavirus. Um, do, do, do people's beds need disinfecting? I suppose it depends what they get up to, isn't there? No doubt. Um, I d- <sighs> disinfect beds and soft furnishings doesn't particularly sound very plausible, in all honesty. Um, I think it'd be diff- I think it'd be difficult because the heights and to actually get up there and and do it on soft. Yeah, if it's just like a vacuum soft furnishings, I think I'm in two minds here. It's either true or false. Uh, (laughs) It's definitely either true or false. Yeah, um, but it'd be strange if I was in three minds, really, isn't it? Um, I think that that is true. Well done. I think you finished off with about, what, nine out of 12 there, possibly, or 10 out of 12 or something, and I got two wrong, was it? I think it was 10, 10, wasn't it? 10, yeah, so there you go. 10 or 11, yeah. Good going. There's just a few things that were invented or not invented in 2020. Uh, enjoy that for sure. Yeah, very good. Thank you, Jimbo. Um, so Daryl's been busy over Christmas and we've just been speaking about uh, recycling, haven't we? So here's Daryl yeah. and what he's doing for his next. Hello, it's Daryl here and I've got a new job. I stopped being a car mechanic after an incident where a customer found me wearing her shoes. I popped round to her house to help a problem where she couldn't get into her boot. Anyway, after being told by various people over the years that my work is rubbish, I followed their advice and I've taken to working as a refuse collector. People often say to me, Daryl, where's the bin? And I'll tell them, I've not been anywhere because I've been too busy hard working collecting rubbish. I'm great at collecting those new bins, I'm really good at it. I've also really good at recycling, having given Jimbo and Fisher advice and they now regular reuse jokes three or four times before discarding them completely. I wasn't very well trained to start with, I just picked up things up along the way, but then I enhanced my knowledge with a trip to the local council recycling centre. I learned a lot, but the place was a bit of a tip. Is your bin so full that it's overflowing and out of control? I'll put a lid on it for you. I can collect all your plastic grass and cardboard recyclable waste and put them into a bigger bin for you. Have you got any large items that need removing and reusing, such as beds or wardrobes? I'm your man. I recently took away a child's bike for it to be reused. What a great bit of recycling. So please contact Daryl. I can empty your rubbish bins and I can empty your good bins. That was meant to be the end of the advert. But I thought I'd highlight the point I made earlier about Fisher and Jimbo recycling their jokes as they've basically finished on another joke about the double meaning of the word rubbish. Okay, so let's... uh, Do you want to talk a little bit of news, Fisher? Yeah, he's getting cheeky, isn't he, Daryl? He is. Finishing there, be like giving a bit of stick. I mean, I wonder what he's going to be doing next week. Hopefully fixing our Wi-Fi, probably, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Um, I don't know if we're jumping around. I think you're you're a little bit more pixelated than you were earlier on, Jimbo, so I'm not sure it's my problem or Either your problem. Way, like I say, if anyone is trying to watch this live and not having much success... Um, don't worry too much because uh, we we do have versions of of this um, that are kind of like live a bit later on and stuff like that, aren't they? You can watch them so on. Anyway, uh, anyway, you can yeah, you can see better, listen to better quality versions and, and recorded versions later on. Uh, but yeah, onto the news then. So the big one really is that the Oxford vaccine has been approved. Yeah, great. Isn't it? 
I'd like uh, to point out at this morning. point, by the way, I once beat Oxford at something. Oxford University. Did you? When well, I when I became the greatest PowerPoint showman. Yeah, I noticed that you've um, you've you've taken on my advice and you've I did. Uh, you've used the you've used the slogan of the greatest PowerPoint snowman for Christmas based things, so well done. Credit to you, Fisher. Thank you very much. Uh, just think of what business I'm winning for you. <laughs> well, probably next year because we thought about it a bit too late, but there we go. Yeah. Um, you've got you've got a snowman themed costume, so Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, it's uh, you know we've got the Oxford vaccine now, which is apparently less effective but easier to store, so you can keep it in your fridge. I mean, I've got a beer fridge, so hmm. I'm going to get yeah. some in there and uh, just keep me so people can come round when they want. You can they can watch a live podcast episode while I give them a little jab here and there. Um, isn't 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 that just such a great British way of doing things? Is it as effective as the other countries' vaccines? No. It's easy <laughs> to store. I mean, you know, it's, you can put it on the shelf, all right? I mean, it's we a can, lot better from that point of view. We can, give it, we can give it a lot more people, but yeah, it might not work, but still. Yeah. yeah it's got a nice practical side to it. That's the key thing. Try not to play on the doom um, side of things too much. It is, although it's it's so many percent effective compared to low, a slightly lower um, percentage effectiveness, it's... Only similar to a flu vaccine in a sense, isn't it? And how effective they are. So, and that obviously saves a lot of lives, doesn't it? So, someone someone was telling me the other day that isn't the flu vaccine only about fifty percent effective anyway? Yeah, I think there's a, there's a range, I mean, isn't there? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not in any way qualifying those figures. It's just what someone told me the other day. Um, yeah, yeah, it could have been. Um, so I, I don't know whether those numbers are true or not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we've also got a um, there's a new strain of COVID nineteen that is a lot more infectious. Uh, that apparently was first discovered in sort of London or south of England. However, it's very, very clear um, that whilst the original virus can be referred to as the Chinese virus, um, if you try and refer to this new strain as being the British new strain, then you'll have to do that. <laughs> can't do that. Now, this virus that came over from China, yeah, all that Britain did was discover the new strain of the virus. We didn't create it. Well, you know, nothing to do with us. Yeah, I don't even think about trying to put the word British in there. And and I saw that the you know the, the symptoms list list which is ever growing um, of of you mm. know things to suspect you might have got COVID. Now, um, apparently, if you smell, if you have long lasting smells of fish burning or toast, <laughs> um, then you may have um, COVID nineteen. You may have COVID nineteen symptoms or whatever, mm. um, which is confusing because, like me, if you often burn your fish pasted toast. Then it's going to be uh, it's going to be quite confusing it for you because if you know if that if that's what you have for your breakfast then uh, yeah yeah I mean but at the same time having no symptoms is a symptom of having COVID though isn't it because a lot of people are completely asymptomatic probably about half the people who um, actually test positive so I'd, I'd, yeah I did it's, it's I did I did get my grandma for Christmas a face mask a personalised face mask it says Bingo Queen June on it uh, which is a name June. And and also possibly the month that she finally gets back to bingo, um, but yeah. it's got number thirty nine on it, and uh, it, it took me. I had to explain to her why I'd chosen the number thirty nine. You know, it's it's only the year that she was born, so it wasn't it wasn't immediately obvious to her. But <laughs> yeah, uh, she said, "I wondered why you picked the number thirty nine. I wondered if it was because it's two of the, it's two of the numbers in my three digit house number." Uh, <laughs> no, 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 Grandma, it's a year was born. <laughs> I didn't want to reveal her age and put the actual, you know, eight, number 81 or 82, whatever, 81 on a mask or whatever. I've revealed well, her yeah, age be, now, obviously. It would be out of date, wouldn't it, sort of next year? Exactly. The one you've got last for, last for a long time. Exactly, yeah. So, oh, but she's go. safe and well. Um, she's, at, she's at risk because she's a COPD uh, sufferer, so she's quite high risk uh, 
person. So hopefully she'll be able to get hold of the vaccine soon and she'll be a lot safer and happier and be able to see people again, which is all good news. Yeah, absolutely. And the same for anyone who's sort of currently um, you know, changing their daily life due to COVID. We hope the sort of what we do get back to normal and um, you know where, where we want to be um, in the coming weeks and months. Yeah, uh, but it will take time. Did you did you see what the name of, was of the second person who had the COVID um, vaccine in the UK? No. Oh, was it no. William? It was William Shakespeare, wasn't it? It was. It was William Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> to be um, effective or not to be effective. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he didn't really say much that was very impressive. I mean, and, and is, he, and is he is he actually from? He's from Stratford as well, isn't he? he? Lives is he is he from? Is he actually? He lives in the in the same place as well, doesn't he? I think. Uh, I don't know. I'm not too sure. I mean, but if your surname was Shakespeare, which is quite an unusual surname, it's fair to say, would you really call your child William? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's. It's not as though you wouldn't know who William Shakespeare is, I mean, <laughs> surely. But there we go, just another quirk of... Um, Maybe you didn't know until somebody told, until they hit the headlines. You're like, have I really got the same name? Really? Who's he? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Big Sam. So Sam Allardyce, he's back in a job. Uh, he's working now for West Bromwich Albion. And mm-hmm. he's uh, he's been out of work for a while. He started his job and he's already asking for a break. He's had enough already, he's tired. <laughs> No, he's he's putting it down to the cup. The fact that COVID seems to be starting to. Oops! Did you see the microphone? Oops. Just uh, the camera just dropped there. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Stay with me, Fisher. Stay with me. Yeah. Oh God. I did see as well. It didn't quite make it into my quiz of the year. Yeah. But there was an interview that Gordon Brown did on the television, and at the end of the interview, um, via video call, obviously he kind of like meant to just go like that and wave yeah. and sort of hang up. He just. He just said, right, thank you very much. And he just shut the laptop lid down. <laughs> <laughs> Live on me. And he's got the news newspaper going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, But you're back, you're back. You're, but yeah, Sam, still stood up. Sam Allardyce. Did you buy your tripod for Christmas? Uh, no, I've got a tripod. It just doesn't quite fit on the desk. So it, it's kind of one, legs, uh, one leg fell down the back of the desk. Right. Uh, but I do have a very fancy microphone uh, holder now, nowadays. But anyway... Uh, yeah, Sam Aldar then. So he's, he's he's back in work, but he's asking for a break because COVID nineteen seems to be affecting a lot of the football matches. A lot of teams are, um, you know, mm. are trying to send the players out for you know go mix as much as you can. Uh, cough on everybody, get everybody to cough on you. Chris Wilde has uh, apparently been sending his uh, his players out to get that sorted because uh, obviously they've they they're on for a Premiership record, aren't they? Being having the worst start in Premiership history, possibly finishing on 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 the lowest points as things stand, but. Um, I think, you know, like, although I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan and so are you for sure, you wouldn't really... You'd have a bit of faith, wouldn't you, in Chris Wilder maybe, you know, maybe picking things up if not this season, then next mm. season. Yeah, as I say, he's, um, he's done fantastic things for Sheffield United, so it's so all done but to him. Sheffield United, um, you know, becoming... The other day, they named they only named five substitutes out of possible seven because of the COVID outbreak that they'd got. What a, what a joke club they are. Not like us at Sheffield yeah, Wednesday. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean... We we stack our minds after forty five days. <laughs> I do. Can you imagine? I mean, what can he say, Tony Pulis? I mean, sacked after forty five days, and I don't think there's been a single game that we've played where we've actually had any spectators. No. Watching his team. It's going to be a good it one. For, be very it'd be a good one for pub quizzes, won't it? Like which which Sheffield Wednesday manager never managed a game in front of fans? Um, yeah. Which Sheffield Wednesday manager was the shortest manager? And hmm. you know, we're not talking height, we're talking 
time time games and so on and uh, we never yeah. won a game and all those. There's, there's a lot of stats to come from that but uh, unfortunately you know mm. as much as football reason reasons were cited as part of it I don't think results in that sort of period of time were, were necessarily a reason I think there's a lot more going on behind the scenes but anyway my, my understanding is that chairman asked for a nice assessment so Tony Pillard gave him the honest assessment and the chairman didn't like the honest assessment that had been given so he's acting <laughs> um, he, and, and the chairman said look you sacked it's all right, I'll order you a taxi. Oh, no, wait, sorry, the taxi firm that I set up, it's not actually got any, it's not any taxis, I'm sorry. We'll get you another mode of transport. Because um, obviously there's certain things going on at Sheffield Wednesday around the financial fair play and the points have been deducted that sort of seems to be causing ongoing problems. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you know what the chairman's surname is, but um, if you have a look in one of the stands, he's put his name in the seats. He's got it where it says SWFC and just put his, his, his name there. You know, well, in all fairness, that could have been something to do with, you know, the sort of sponsorship of the stadium or whatever and trying to generate mm. income and prove that something's been changed to, you know, bring in money. It's, it's very complex and something that probably not many people will understand because of the sort of confidentiality side of things as well, which people just... Yeah. No one ever knows. Maybe, maybe in sort of 20 years' time, we'll hear more about this period of time and what was actually going on. At the club, yeah. Who knows? Um, I'm right. I think Sheffield Wednesday aren't sponsored by anyone at the moment. Is that right? no, no, but I, th- I think that's generally. A, a, I think a lot of fans quite like that. If if the actual shirt sponsorship doesn't actually bring in that much revenue anyway, I think people have mm. really liked the sh- sponsorless shirts as things mm. stand. But what the reasons are behind that, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. Anyway, we probably best get moving yeah. on because we've got a quiz of the year to squeeze in, and I've got half an hour to go. It tops. Oh, okay. Sorry. Do, every... Should we? Should we? Uh, should we? Should we press on? Yes, we curtail the news because uh, yeah, go on. I, I was going to mention one more thing, but we can mention it next episode. Okay, here we go. Okay, so it's time for quiz of the year. I'm excited for this for sure. Yeah. You prepare our quiz of the year each year. And uh, this year's yep. no different. You've done it again. And I'm looking forward to, to going over what was a, oh, well, a pretty, pretty strange year in all honesty. Um, have, have you got any questions that aren't COVID related? Yeah, I think, I think they're all non-COVID, which is, hey, which is good. I mean, some of, them are, some of them are due to the causes of COVID, obviously, some along the lines. Actually, before we start, one thing I was going to ask you is how many fantasy football points are you currently on? I was going to ask that as well. Okay, here we go. This is, this is exciting. Um... I I would say I've had a bad Christmas. I've had to ring the changes. Uh, it's not been good. I've had a bad a bad few. I, I, Let me I have had a, look. a brilliant game week fourteen. Oh, um, okay. Let's take a look then. I've gone down to fifth in my uh, out of eleven in my uh, in my league. Um, I'm on eight hundred and seventy six. Oh, I'm on nine hundred twenty two. Oh, you've pulled away from me, and that would put you uh, yeah. that would put you third in our in our. Yeah, so you must have had a good game week a few weeks back. I rung the changes yeah. though. I rung the changes, and it's uh, it's not paid off just yet. But I'm hoping in, in the next few weeks. You know, I've got Liverpool to play as well in this current game mm. week, so hopefully that put, puts me up a bit. But I'm I'm lagging a bit. I am lagging. So anyway, yeah, I, I got ninety ninety two points um, on game week fourteen, which is a, a quite an impressive amount. I, 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 I still remember my glory years on fantasy football. There was one week. What well, when you used to do it with a newspaper? You used to get the newspaper each week and and look at the scores of the players. Do you remember those weeks? Do you remember those those no, years? I, oh, yeah, it was very different. Where you couldn't transfer the players, but yeah, a few years ago, yeah, I was you in could, a but you had to write. Up, you had to send a slip to the newspaper, didn't you? You had to actually, you had to actually, yeah, you had to post out to make transfers. 
Thank, thank God things have changed quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> used, to, used to have good good cash prizes. Though, on those yeah. Things, I, remember, I remember years ago when, when I first started playing that. I, I didn't. I don't know a huge amount about football. And I was in in our office one. And I think there were I think there was a prize about 150 quid for the winner. Um, and I I came very close to winning on the basis that um, I selected Berbatov from Man United as captain one week on a double game week, and he scored a hat trick one week, a hat trick one game, and then two goals in the next game. So he scored me five goals, <laughs> which was very helpful. Um, so yeah, a brilliant season that year, and a, a really good captaincy choices, which is good. But anyway, yeah. Just before we move on to the to... quiz, Vanessa Taylor got in touch on our uh, Facebook page um, and said, "I'm looking very tired." Yes, yes, that, that is. Oh, well. uh, yeah. I, I am a bit t- on the tired side, but uh, I'm a oh. night owl. I'm a night owl. Mornings tend to be my tired things, times. Anyway, let's go. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Jim, but I didn't quite hear what she said. Did she say thank you very much for doing 33 podcasts this year and helping <laughs> keep people entertained during the lockdown and uh, terrible that, circumstances? That's why I'm tired. Or just, yeah. Um, so anyway, the quiz of the year. I, now, I did this initially for my work colleagues. Uh, and the first question was... Oh, so we get uh, the regarding... rec- we get the recycled bits again then, is that right? No, nah, you got some, you got some new questions in, because I couldn't ask the first question, because it was to do with your mum and uh, the playing crazy golf. Oh, you know what? So... I-, I said to her on Christmas Day, uh, you might remember this uh, from a few podcasts back, my mum uh, made the Sun newspaper. Uh, she was a police officer who turned up to a alleged sort of house party, a non-COVID compliant house party and all that kind of thing, and uh, kind of, you know... She 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 got involved in a little bit of a game of miniature golf within the house, and it got filmed and sent to the newspapers. And there was a little bit of a little bit of uh, you know basically newspaper stirring and that kind of thing. It didn't really come to anything, but it was quite funny that it got in the papers. So on Christmas Day, I said to my mum, "Oh, do you want me to uh, bring some 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 you know games round to play?" I said, "Miniature golf. How do you feel about that?" Oh no, you're terrible at that, aren't you? But anyway, so, so I take it that didn't go down very well. No, or oh, never mind. Uh, so anyway, first up. Um, first up uh, is about dog owner Tracy Collin. Tracy Collin was in the news this year after her dog, a white Bichon Frise, had to be taken to the groomers. What had happened to the dog? Was it that it bit into an ink cartridge and its face went blue, meaning it looked a bit like a Smurf? <laughs> or the owner had left open a caterer site in a plum tomatoes. The dog kept dunking its head into Bob for the tomatoes and ended up looking rather red-faced. <laughs> oh, right. So is it blue-faced or is it red-faced? Effectively, yeah, is it blue or a tie? Oh, uh, well, uh, see, I, I suppose both are, are quite, you know, they stain quite easily, don't they? Um, but I reckon it might be the, I reckon it might be the pen one because I think that would be harder to to wash out yourself. Um, so I'm going to go with the pen one, I think. Okay. Uh, now to reveal the answer, what I've done is I've just googled the word Tracy Collin and dog, and I'm going to show you a picture of the dog because I think it is quite amusing, really. So here we go. Is it blue? Is it right, red? There we go. It's blue! It's blue. It looks very happy, it though. It looks a bit smurf-like. Yeah, it doesn't look disappointed. It looks quite happy with itself. It does look quite pleased. So, I, had yeah. in, uh, I had a blue face back in I had a blue face back June when for my daughter's first birth, uh, third birthday, I dressed as the genie from Aladdin. Yes, I, I, I called down to you to drop off some biscuits um, that we'd made for, for Ada. I, and yes, you did look. I even did a song for her. Uh, don't worry, I'll cut it out after a few seconds. Well, Alibaba had them 40 thieves. Shrezzy said he had a thousand tails. Well, Ada, you're in luck, because up your sleeve's got a brand of magic never fails. You got some power. There you go, just a little uh, sneak of that. So I did a little song, dressed as a yeah. genie, yeah? Yeah, my, my it never had a dad like me. Yeah, 
my, my, my mirror's permanently etched of seeing you dressed as the genie. Um, <laughs> but there we go. So anyway, next up, uh, TikTok user, is it me, Julie one at Juliet with a one in it, uh, caused controversy with her unusual way of doing which task? Was it she washed her plastic picnic crockery and Tupperware in the washing machine, or she cooked steaks in a toaster? Um. Oh, I I think it could be the I think it could be the toaster one, and she's put her steaks in the toaster. Wait, you say she <laughs> lost she lost Tupperware in the washing machine. She washed Tupperware. Not she lost it. I mean, how did she manage that? Think it shrink down so much you won't be able to see it anymore. Right. I'm, I think I'm going to go with this. She tried doing the steaks in the toaster. It's surprising what things you can do in the toaster, though. I know that steaks might not be one of those things that immediately... I don't think steaks is a good idea, but there are a lot of things that you can cook in a toaster that you wouldn't have thought about before. So, like, you know, like waffles, okay. like potato waffles. People tend to do oh, them yeah. in the oven, but they're very good to be toasted, apparently, and people didn't know that until fairly recently. So I'm going to go with the toaster one, I think. Okay. Uh, well done, you'll be correct. Okay, well done, Jimba. Uh, next up. Uh, why did a set of parents get free products and services from a Swiss company this year? Is it they named their daughter Twifier, leading to Swiss internet provider Twifi giving them 18 years of free internet? <laughs> or is it the parents were called Pierre and Alison Larone? They named their son Toby. Upon hearing that their son was called Toby Larone, <laughs> the Swiss com- chocolate company Toblerone offered them one Toblerone a week for the next 18 years. Now I've I've heard of of the joke name Toby Larone before, um, but whether that was something that happened this year or you've just kind of brought an old thing back up there, I'm not sure. So I'm going to go with the first one, and they ended up getting some free Wi-Fi from it, and the, it was a uh, Wi-Fi one. You are correct that they get free Wi-Fi. I'm on a roll, um, like you. I'm I'm start I started off strong. A good strong start. Well done. Um, Obviously, they said that um, they would the money that they would have spent on the internet, uh, they're going to save that in a savings account. So whatever it is, sort of 15, 20 quid a month, obviously in Swiss francs, pull that into a savings account and kind of like let that build up and give it to their daughter. Um, they said they're going to do the same with their son Plusnet later on as well um, when he's born. So next up, how did Victoria Derbyshire annoy a group of people this year? Is it that whilst reporting on a story about a dog that kept barking every time the BBC News theme tune played, she recommended getting a cat as their far more low maintenance? <laughs> or is it whilst reporting on a story about the Druids live streaming the summer solstice from Stonehenge, she suggested that you could just look out of the window? <laughs> so, um, I, I, you know what, Vic, Victoria Derbyshire, like, and she, she, she tended to get, you know, she, she. <laughs> She's kind of popular but unpopular in a way, in a similar kind of way to people like Piers Morgan, but maybe not as bad and uh, and mm-hmm. other people who aren't, you know, who aren't particularly liked some of their comments and stuff like that. But I did watch her on uh, I'm a Celebrity. I've never watched I'm a Celebrity before, so I watched it the first time it was in uh, sunny Wales, rather than watching mm-hmm. it when it was actually in uh, in Australia. And I actually thought she was she was pretty good. Um, so I was quite impressed with her actually. Uh, she seemed like come across a quite nice person. So. But I do remember something about the Stonehenge thing uh, because of the, you know, restrictions and so on. So I'm going to go with that one. Stonehenge, well done, you'll be correct. Instead of <laughs> instead of uh, having the, you know, instead of watching it, they decide to live stream it in Victoria Dobbs. She said, if you want to see the sunrise, then there's no point watching it on the internet. You can just look out the window and see it. So there we go. Uh, what amazed me actually about, I'm just let me get me out of here, that uh, it was one this year by, is it G- Giovanna Fletcher? Yes. 
uh, who's probably best known as a podcaster. She is. And presents a podcast, a podcast called... I'm hoping you can help me out here, Jimbo. Something to do with being a mum, I think. I think so, possibly, yeah. Mother and baby podcast yeah. or something like that. I was, in, I was intrigued that she was talking to Shane Ritchie and he said, you know, do you get a lot of money from podcasting? Uh, she said, yeah, get loads, get loads of money from podcasting. I mean, that's not reflective of all podcasts, <laughs> is it, Jimbo? I mean, you know, no. I don't think we're, we're quite reaching those dizzy heights of fame and all fortuners yet. Well, thanks to our main sponsor, Daryl Does Deliveries, we're not doing too badly, are we? And Daryl Does DIY. Yeah, well, yeah, and doing various other things. Um, he's, he's, he's keeping us going. Instead, we haven't got fancy clothes. I've got to wear this that should be going to the charity <laughs> shop. Um, so there we go. Anyway, next up, how did uh, an 80-something-year-old from the French village of Parcours-Chenau make it into the, into the news when he tried to swat a fly? Is it he tried to swat a fly in his living room? As he moved towards the fly, he tripped and knocked over a Chinese Ming vase worth approximately 75,000 euros off his mantelpiece. Or... He tried to swat a fly using an electric fly swat in his kitchen. However, there was a leaking gas canister which ignited a spark and thus destroyed part of his house. Oh. So did he trip and knock over a Chinese vase? Or did he use an electric fly swat it ignited from a faulty gas canister and went bang? Mm. Now, could... See, I think that would be very dangerous. I don't know. I, I mean, well, they're both... Obviously, it is dangerous, but... Oh, this is tough. I, I'm going to go with the... I'm, I'm going to go with slightly less... Dramatic one, which is that he broke a vase, an expensive vase. Broke a vase. They like heart in France, don't they, sir? Uh, you'll be incorrect. Oh. The, the streak end. Well done, you got four, first four on the spin right, so well done. Um, next up, what was unusual about the election of Republican David Andal to the state legislature in North Dakota in November 2020? Is it he was elected in spite of passing passing away around four weeks prior to the election, or he didn't know he was standing? His friends jokingly nominated for the, him for the election as a prank, and he was as surprised as anyone when he won it. <laughs> um, let's go with the second one because I think I want it to be that one because it sounds funny. He was elected as a prank. Yeah. Uh, you'll be incorrect. He oh. passed away four weeks previously. So what did they have to do? They have to do a recount or revote or something to do it. He can't make many um, decisions in that state, can he? Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I mean, with some of the American politicians, having one who's <laughs> been dead for four weeks is probably preferable on the ones that you've got at the moment. Reminds um, me a new story we didn't mention, that someone uh, in Nam- Namibia um, was uh, elected Namibia, in the local elections, um, and their name is Adolf Hitler, or Eunonia Adolf Hitler, and he was elected as a local yeah. politician uh, for a town there. Um, he said he's got no plans for world domination or anything like that. Um, and apparently his, his I don't know, I think he got the name without, his parents gave him the name without them apparently knowing anything about Adolf Hitler, which is very odd. But anyway. Yeah. I mean, where we mentioned earlier on in the episode that if your surname is Shakespeare, then don't, <laughs> don't call your son William. Similarly, if your surname is Hitler, <laughs> probably best not ideally to name your child Adolf. You know? Or just, just change just your whole it. name, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but rather, when you struggled uh, saying the word Namibia there, what, how are you going to pronounce it? Namibia. <laughs> Nam- Namibia. Well, well, Donald Trump was once doing a press conference a few years ago. He was just trying to read it off a bit of paper and he referred to it as Nambia. Um, See, I didn't a, do that because I know that's a different place. I think. Uh, well, Gambia is Gambia. a different place. Yeah, okay. And I think he got confused with that and said Nambia. He could have said well, Narnia. There we go. Uh, that would have, that would have made a bit more sense to Trump. Um, so there we go. Next up, anyway, um, talking about Donald Trump. I'm not sure if you've got your sound effect there, by the way, but 
How did news reporter Matt Fry embarrass himself whilst reporting on the American election and Donald Trump? Was it? He closed his interview by saying, in spite of this non-stop effort and some considerable support, it looks like Donald Trump has lost the election. Sorry, election. <laughs> or he closed his interview by saying, Matt Fry, BBC News, before promptly realising that he now worked for Channel 4. <laughs> oh, um, no, I think it's too difficult to, to say erection instead of election. I think it's definitely easier to mix up who you work for when you've just changed jobs and been doing the same thing for so long. So I'm going to go with the second one. The second one, you'd be correct, Wallow. So next up, uh, Will Hart from Reading had been wearing a second-hand coat that his grandmother bought him for six months where he noticed something odd in relation to one of the pockets. What happened when he looked in the pockets? Is it? He noticed that it contained four 24-carat diamonds, which were sold for just under £3,000. He donated the money to charity after buying a present for his grandmother. Or he noticed that a flap of material tucked into the pocket was tucked into the pocket. When he took the flap out and looped it back over the pocket, it had the words immigration officer emblazoned on it. Oh, um, so finding money, returning it, which is nice, but also buying his grandmother a present with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, well, finding diamonds, which he then sold for. Da- yeah, okay. Sold for, for money, yeah. That was very nice of him to donate it to charity, now. though. What was that, sorry? Very nice of him to give a lot of that money to charity. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a year of kind of giving to other people, I suppose, and being yeah. supportive of Let, the things that are happening. Let's go with the first one, then, because I'd, I'd like it to be that one, but I've got a feeling it's going to be the second one, but I'm going to go with the one I'd like it to be. Okay, uh, you'll be wrong, but well, you'd be right that, um, you know, it's the one that you think it might be, so you're wrong, basically. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't put a feel-good story in there, not, not for the year 2020, <laughs> obviously. Um, it was that he kind of un, un, untucked the pocket and it had the word immigration officer written on there, so obviously it was just a... I think she bought it from a charity shop and someone who previously worked as an immigration officer kind of put that in there. But there we go. Uh, next up, we've only got, to, only got three questions left. Uh, believed to be the first of its kind in the UK, a hotel in Camden, London, opened a room themed on what in January? Was it cheese? The cheese suite and cheese-themed decor... Claimed to be a homage to fromage. <laughs> or marbles. The marble suite came complete with four marble runs and nearly 1,000 marbles. The suite claimed to allow visitors to marvel at the marbles. Right. So room themed around cheese or room themed around marbles. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's worth, I'd, I'd like to point out that the marbles are the small yeah. toy objects and not sort of things made of marble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're strange, aren't they? Marbles. They're very. They're, they are strange things. Like somebody came up with them or whatever. I don't know. Oh, Have you ever watched Marble Racing? Yeah. Is that what they were made Have for? We had this conversation? No, I don't think so. No. Um, well, it's it's kind of become slightly more popular as a sport actually, marble racing, uh, because obviously you can't do anything else in lockdown. So what you can do is watch loads of marbles compete in sort of at the Marble Olympics. Is it where they or in the Marble One? Because they make things like that roll around, don't they? And like you can make tunnels for them and stuff like that. Is that is that the sort of thing you're talking about? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, he's made all the tracks, but it's all downhill for him, really. Um, <laughs> but obviously, it kind of gets to the end of the track, and then sometimes it can go up like a little yeah. elevator type yeah, thing, yeah. and then gets spat out at the top of it, and then it kind of uses gravity to to go back down. Right, I'm going to go with the the marbles one then. I think the marbles. Uh, you would be incorrect, Jim. Oh. It was it was cheese. A question that almost combined my two favourite things. Um, <laughs> what marbles and cheese? Yeah. Seriously, 
Get yourself onto the Marvel YouTube channel. <laughs> you can watch the Marble Olympics, both summer and winter editions. We need a quiz on Mar- we need a quiz on marbles. I think in coming weeks. Something to look forward. Maybe. Something to look forward to in 2021. 2020 was that yeah. bad. We've got marbles. We've got marbles quiz in 2021. Yeah, get, get yourself watching it. It's, it's it's better than you think. I'll tell you that. Actually, don't watch it. I'll do a quiz about it next time. <laughs> but, so next up, uh, what happened to a Welsh couple whilst moving house in January, which hit the headlines? Is it they moved on to a new housing mistake? and gave instructions to their removal men to start moving their possessions into the house. But first, they had to return their keys to their rental flat. When they arrived on the new housing estate, they found the removal men were loading their possessions into house number 17 and not number 15, with confusion being caused by not having a number 13 on the road. Number seven, uh, a number 17 house was similarly an unlocked empty property. So basically, the removal men loaded their possessions into a different house. Or they got a new house, they got to their new house and realised they had their neighbour's cat stowed away in their removal lorry and they had to drive him back nearly about 100 miles. Oh, see, this is a... I've heard of this happening before as well with the cat thing. In fact, I heard a story, and I know we'll push for time here, but I heard a story once about somebody who went to work. They worked quite far away and they worked in like a work van sort of thing and they got to their place of work mm-hmm. and then came back home mm-hmm. and then found that in their work van they got this cat so they put mm-hmm. the cat back in the van and then drove miles and miles and miles again to their site of work, wherever the work site was, dropped the cat off, drove all the way back, and then a few days later, one of the neighbours were, like, looking for their cat. <laughs> so basically, the cat so had originally, from the, the cat had originally got, got in the van <laughs> to go to, got in the van at home, gone to the workplace, stayed in the van, they'd come back and then they took the, van, the cat back. <laughs> oh, anyway, so I know this oh, can happen, yeah. and the sec- the first one again, you know, both very plausible things to have happened. So, but I think I'm going to go with the cat one. The cat one. Uh, well, then you'll be correct. Um, and finally, the last question: Caitlin Jones from Paisley in Scotland hit the news when she got a post-lockdown tattoo. What did the tattoo on her bottom say? Was it the logo for the food retailer Greg's? Or was it the words "I love Weatherspoons"? Two two places that she might have been missing quite a lot. So which one was she missing yeah. the most, and and uh, which one does she love the most? Uh, I'm not sure. Are you a fan of Greg's at all? Do you go to Greg's very often? I had a Greg's not too long ago, actually, for the first time in a long time. I had to go into town to post a letter. Um, actually physically take a letter because it was an important letter. So I went to deliver it myself, and I thought this is a great opportunity to go and get a Greg's, and I did. Um, and of course, I love a Weatherspoons breakfast, but uh, although I'm not too happy with their behaviour during the early parts of uh, lockdown and so on, and, and particularly the owner of Weatherspoons. So, um, yeah, did did you not know that you can? There's a post office in Chapeltown, Jim. No, it was. I needed to go to the actual office that the letter was going to. I was um, as if I'm going to rely on Royal Mail. I ordered a present for my granddad yeah. at the start of the start of December, and I've only just got it yesterday. Yeah, to be fair. I had something that took 13 days to arrive first class. Yeah. Post market, very disappointing. But yeah, it's, it's, it must be a very, very difficult time for people working in the post office. Well, so. it is, but let's remember that the Royal Mail uh, are, you know, still get government subsidies and uh, they've not they've not really invested in their infrastructure um, really yeah, properly it's... in a long time. There are other delivery companies that are more on the ball with things and do things slightly differently. I think I think for, for an organisation who do get quite a lot of public funding still... Um, they, they should be uh, was, in better shape. 
privatised company, I think, nowadays, isn't it? Royal it Man? is, so but they still... Osborne, it is, but they'll, Solomon, yeah. they'll still obviously receive government contracts, though, won't they, in comparison to some of the others, to, yeah. to deliver the actual... The actual post say the postal service that we that we all rely on which what what gets me yeah. back up more is about it is that they receive that and yet have still not invested in their infrastructure properly so yeah it's, t- it's a tough time that's all that three or four of the, the post uh, yeah three or four of the postmen in the local area were recently given sack tough very tough no i don't, I don't think i'd criticize the <laughs> very funny joke but no i don't think i'd, I'd criticize the actual posties themselves um but I think I think more of the organisation of the company. But anyway, that's another day. Yeah. So what, what did yeah. we say? What was the question? <laughs> yeah, getting back to the original question. So yeah, sorry. Question one. I, I mentioned about your uh, mum playing crazy golf in the uh, thing. <laughs> uh, so a, a lady from Paisley in Scotland had a tattoo on her backside. Oh. What was it? Was it the logo of Greg's or was it the words "I love Weatherspoons"? Uh, I'm going to go with Weatherspoons. And you know what? There's a, there's even an Instagram account that takes pictures of every single Weatherspoons carpet. Because apparently every single Weatherspoon has got a different carpet, which I found very interesting. Oh. And there's an Instagram account, if you want to look out for that, that uh, you can see every single one of them. The Chapel Town one's on there as well. So I'm going to go with the Weatherspoons one. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Jim Bell. You're wrong. <laughs> oh. Yeah, she had the, the Greg's logo tattooed on the bottom because she was looking forward to having a Greg's once it reopened after lockdown. Has she got a pastry bum? A pasty bum? Sorry. Anyway. Uh. I didn't look at that part of the article. <laughs> so, yeah, you can only, you can only begin to imagine where she was putting the sausage rolls. <laughs> Is so, that it, then? So, anyway, well, that's the end. Of the, uh, that's the last question. Well done, Jimbo. Very good. Hope Thank you enjoyed you. that end of your quiz. Thank you very much, Fisher. I did really enjoy that. Well, that is all we've got time for. I am in a bit of a rush, so there's not much time to say anything else apart from, of course, Happy New Year. Thanks to anybody who listened to the Waste of Web Space podcast in 2020. We hope you'll continue listening in 2021. Mm -hmm. Uh, Please do get in touch if you'd like a shout-out, send us a review. If there's anything you want to say, you know, could you do us a feature about this? Could you do us a quiz about this? We'll we'll try as best, won't we? Uh, Get in touch, wasteofwebspace.co.uk. Um is our website see everything on there and then Facebook Twitter Instagram is all at Waste of Web Space anything else to add to that yeah absolutely no not particularly I, yeah, thank you very much to everyone for watching and listening throughout the course of the year you know, I know it's been a very difficult and tough year for a lot of people um, we hope things get back to normal thanks as well to you Jimbo you know, for being a bit of a driving force behind the podcast and doing everything and getting set up for podcasting remotely um, I think what we've what we've done and what we've achieved is a, is a really great thing although not very many people care about that, but <laughs> like, we can only keep, only keep um, doing our things. Well, um, hopefully yeah, we'll, we'll be sat next to each other again podcasting before long as well. Yeah, so, as soon as you've had that, I've, I've got the vaccines part. ready in my, in my beer fridge at the side, so get yourself around <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll have a vaccine party. Thank you very much. We can vaccinate and then inject ourselves with beer as well. So it sounds very good. I thought I'd finish with the opening song, Good Riddance 2020, seeing as it is a, a sort of end of year song. So I thought I'd finish with that. Uh, we heard it at the start, but we'll hear it again at the end. Thank you for listening. See you later. Thank you. And in Gordon Brown style, I'm going to do this. Oh, he's back. (laughs) Well, 2020's done and what a load of shite. Cancelled holidays, we've all been stuck inside. Disposable masks, Covid tests and Cummings lies What day is it? 
Cause I've lost all track of time It was something unpredictable But the end's in sight The vaccine's here to save all our lives We clapped the NHS donated to Captain Tom Boris told us things be normal before long But now we're here locked down in our tier 4 We've had enough and we cannot take much more It was something unpredictable But the end's in sight The vaccine's here to save all our lives